Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. Oh, Uncle Fitzy says happy late birthday. Is he what, says, four? Three. Three? Okay, yeah, okay. that's right. Bowie's a big dog now. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to break him. Hey, he's he's a, playing with the boys, huh? Yeah, he's just playing with the boys. Uh, I... Oh, yeah, this is a... I think you're about to say what I was going to say. Go for it, because I actually, I was going to say, I don't know what episode this oh. is. <laughs> um, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's bad. It's. I think it's, because I noticed that, unless you just posted it like yesterday or today. Nah, that, I haven't um, posted shit in a couple of weeks. This is episode 83. Yeah, because yeah. you, uh, 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 you posted 81, but... um. Dude, episode memory, 82 episode 82 is, is coming up shit what did we do last uh that's a good question jesus christ yeah i don't know we'll we'll have to we'll find that's out sad. once the episode's posted this, i almost want to restart this uh episode because that is really sad um, yeah it's all right it's, no, it's uh, not all right it's fine. It's fine. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's bugging sorority about it. Oh, that's why it was. It was the sorority role remake, and that was. Yeah, this is episode eighty-three. We apologize, but I was going to say episode eighty-three um, is uh, just like the last two episodes. Is once again uh, brought to you by uh, uh, Perkins, a place to eat. It's our newest uh... Perkins, a place to eat. Yep. Um, you gotta get that Perkins money. Perkins is it, it is a place that you can eat. Like, have you? <laughs> like, you know, it's a it's a chain restaurant with, I believe, nowadays somewhere around three hundred and forty-two operating restaurants. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, all over uh, North America, although mm-hmm. not not anywhere near me, which is such a such a huge bummer. Well, you gotta come to Spokane, man. We got that. Mother's Day special coming up. Yeah, Perk, keep your keep your eyes peeled, folks. Perkins going to be dropping a Mother's Day special. Uh, make sure you reserve your pies now for the special day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perkins, do you think Perkins serves corn dogs? Because the corn dogs really should hmm. should know that. I'm pretty sure they're. Ki- uh, you know, I don't want to make an assumption here, but I'm sure their kids menu has a corn dog option. Maybe like the mini corn dogs. Ooh, yeah, you could get the uh, the uh, the platter with some muzzy sticks and some uh, <laughs> corn dog bites. <laughs> Got a plate of muzzies here. <laughs> Dude, the sampler platter special, man. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Okay, actually, I was wrong. As of April 2023, apparently Perkins has 273 locations in. Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Jersey, New York, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Saskatchewan, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, Washington State, shout outs there, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. 
So mm. if you live in any of those states or territories, or provinces, yeah, you can get uh, your ass to a fucking Perkins. Yeah, <laughs> Perkins, a place to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step. We gotta come up with a, a proper jingle for them and send it their mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll save some more Perkins, uh, Perkins fun fun tidbits for for throughout the episode. But today we are talking about a. A very fun movie, if you ask me. Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, the subtitle is really interesting because apparently um, um, Michael A. Simpson, who directed it, was a big uh, Who fan. So there's no real real reason. But the the Sleepaway Camp franchise is really, really interesting because... The first one directed by uh, Michael Hilzik is a bona fide classic um, mm-hmm. with one of the most shocking endings in horror. Um, before that was really a thing. Um, and if no one's seen it, they need this. They need to do themselves a favor and see it. Um, and then there's obviously two and three directed by different people starring Pamela Springsteen, the sister of Bruce. Um, and she does a fantastic job. Uh, there was a, um, it's like a hybrid of a remake and a reboot that, um, was either in the late 2000s or the early, uh, uh, 2010s. The, the director of the original made Return to Sleepaway Camp. Um, but there's also, I didn't learn this until we were, um, recording this episode. There was plans for a fourth, um, that, uh during filming they scrapped it um and in 2012 uh someone a group of people whatever a studio whatever it was came along used that footage cobbled it together with archive footage from the different sequels and released it as sleepaway camp 4 and i've been trying to get my paws on that to watch it since because that's happened in different franchise like uh, uh um for example um silent night deadly night uh um three uh has you know has is quite heavy on the stock footage um trend you know uh, oh, so yeah. it's always interesting when a movie does that but I, that was a super long monologue but what i'm getting at is that Although this movie is, I wouldn't say is as good as two, it is still a very fun movie. Um, that's a perfect word for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, no getting around that. It's just, uh, it, I mean, like it's at this point, you know, you see it later in the movie a lot, but it definitely like it's like leaning into itself quite heavily where, you know, it, it like is fully aware of the tropes that it's playing on. Um, yeah. Yeah, way before Scream. Uh, yeah, way before Scream. And it's like, you know, actively incorporated into the dialogue as well as like the kills. And so, True. you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. But all, all in all, that that is like, again, what makes it kind of like just a, just a good, uh, wholesome good time film, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you can tell by watching the two and three that Pamela Springsteen just had a fucking ball 
playing oh, yeah. uh playing angela you know what i mean like um yeah she, yeah i think you can just tell just by the way she carries herself on film that like she really enjoyed playing this character um and it is a fun it is a she is a fun character because she's just you know so the, uh, obviously she's an older character it's a different actress you know from the original um but you kind of sympathize them from their you know traumatic childhood but at the same time you're like you know this person is just killing people essentially because they're not abiding by the rules of being a good camper you know at the <laughs> at the end of the day uh the wikipedia page says and i guess i i didn't even like i wasn't aware of this but uh the character of angela is a is transgender is that true yeah that's like the that's what the big I, reveal what? that's the big reveal at the end of the first movie is that oh that's fucking right dude that's like i don't know why i was like blank i was like i was like when did they address that in this movie but you're it was like yeah not not in this movie so okay yeah that's fucking crazy i was, i didn't even like think about that um that uh yeah this i don't know like I can always enjoy a good campy film. And like you said, like, I think it, it helps a hell of a lot that Springsteen was like, you can tell just like really, uh, you know, having a good time playing like with the character at this point. Oh yeah. You know? Um, but you know, the, the <laughs> opening of this movie starts off introducing like a character you won't really see ever, ever again after the, like the beginning here. Yeah, not won't really see you. You what you won't see. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight up. Uh, Maria is her name. Yeah, Maria is like, you know, blasting music in her room, waking up, you know, to her mom being like, or you assume it's like her mom or whatever, being like, you know, like turn that damn shit off or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I love that her excuse or like. In her mind, her excuse is just like, well, I'm going to camp today, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's a quick little, like, opening sequence of uh, this character, Maria, getting ready. You, It's like I'm not even a minute in the movie. You see your first pair of titties in this fucking film. Yep. Uh, and she has this hilarious tattoo of, of, uh, above her <laughs> boobies that says milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was super random. I wonder if was, that was a real, real tattoo or not. That's what I kept wondering. I was like, I wonder if that was just something that they had, or if it was something just for the film. But uh, this character Maria kind of pick, packs up her her shit and uh, heads right out the door. Yeah, she. You you get the feeling that like she doesn't maybe have the best home life. You know, her mom and whether it's her dad or her stepdad or mom's boyfriend, they're arguing. And then when you see her leave, she seems to be walking out of like a hotel where she's living with her parents in a hotel. So you get the feeling that, you yeah, know, she's, she's underprivileged or whatever, you know, term analogy you want to use. And we'll see more of that later. Yeah, for sure. It's like confirmed later on in the film, basically. Um, but this like really strange thing kind of happens to her <laughs> on her, on her way down the sidewalk uh literally like just i feel like out of nowhere this truck oh, yeah. this big old 
fucking I don't garbage truck garbage or something. Truck. Yeah. Just starts blasting towards her and like hops up like the curb chases her down an alley and then within minutes of the movie opening well bam the first kill happens where she just gets mowed the fuck down it was wild yeah uh, i was like so i was like holy shit this, this is so like fast into the movie i was just so caught off guard by it yeah broad uh, daylight and she just has the audacity in you're led to believe this is like it's New York because she has a shirt when she arrives to camp. I, you know, that, that classic I love New York shirt. Yeah. yeah. Wild, dude. I know. Yeah. Just like middle of the day, just boom, done. Maria Maria sort of sealed her fate, though, when she ran into a fucking alley. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where, where are you going to go from there, Maria? Come on. Uh, but this, you know, this character uh, that mows her down gets out of the truck drags her body out of the trash that she's like all the trash bags that, that Maria's body is surrounded by and then gives her like the Oroko Saki treatment and throws her in this dump truck and just crushes her <laughs> like the fucking <laughs> like the goddamn shredder man uh, yeah. I was just waiting for Casey Jones to like whistle and pull a lever somewhere but uh it, it's then you know you kind of pick up on the fact like because basically like a, a like a look-alike version of that person oh, absolutely is, is yeah. seen uh kind of waiting on a stoop you know and um this is like really your first visual of angela uh yeah she fucking basically she identity steals this person identity yeah i was gonna say in a very <laughs> permanent way you know yeah, not just kills yeah dude it was crazy yeah she hops into the uh uh the um camp new horizons camp new horizon and it, it, she hops in the van to head to camp they drive off and you see spray painted in red behind her on the wall angela is back and that's when the uh, opening credits queue up and begin so yeah she you know in broad daylight in a very you know it was just brutal way, you know. It's one thing to get ran over, but it's another to get fucking crushed to death. You know, there's a there's a similar kill in Chucky, you know, Chucky Child's Play three. Um, that'd be a fucked way to die because yeah, you're you're in this little claustrophobic confined space, and you would see that whatever the terminology is, the press coming towards you, and seeing like, all right, I got about ten feet here. Okay, I got about six like. That'd be a fucked way to die. Just inevitable. You're gonna die. Uh, but you know, after the credits, you you kind of pick up with uh, where you're presumably at the camp now, and yep. um, there's a reporter there. I can't remember her name. Uh, Tawny Richards, I think is it. Tawny is Richards, yeah. And she's uh, there to interview the owners of Camp New Horizons and uh, some yeah. of the attendees. Yeah, we got the camp owners um, are Herman and Lily, and they're um, named after. It's a a, a nod to um, um, the monsters. Um, they mm -hmm. seem to own the camp, and we learned that they're uh, doing an experiment in sharing. Um, and they've gathered together a group of, you know, white, you know, rich kids essentially, and then a group of underprivileged. Um, 
poverty stricken yeah. how whatever once yeah. again whatever, whatever you want to call it and brought them to this camp you know to have them intermingle um and we're quickly introduced to um we got the rich group which is uh cindy greg jan peter bobby and marcia and then we've got uh the other group who is uh comprised of arab who's a female uh snowboy anita riff and then maria um i don't know if you caught this the only other person that I noticed in this movie, uh, the guy that plays Bobby, um, probably like six to eight, maybe 10 years ago, there was Jimmy, there's a series of Jimmy Dean sausage ads. Um, and he was in those ads. So oh. <laughs> slanging the Jimmy Dean, slanging slang the Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, Tony, like, like you're saying, kind of goes through, and gets everybody's name and that's how you get the quick introduction to all the characters yeah um and uh you know to be honest like yeah nobody it's like all yeah it's pretty obvious like uh split the the under underprivileged kids are always are all like kind of you know i don't know they're not like too stoked to be interviewed the uh the the Rich kids seem to be pretty like stoked to have like you know to be on camera. The yeah, owners are kind of wacky. It's almost like I hate to say this, but with the they almost like stereotyped with like the underprivileged kids. That's oh, we, I, I mean, this movie has two hard R's in it. It shouldn't. It definitely, they definitely yeah, didn't shy away okay. from doing things like stereotyping people and and whatnot. Also, I mean, I mean, they have a character named Riff who is an African American guy who's constantly playing rap beats. So. True, true. <laughs> like, but like, it also, uh, you know, establishes pretty quickly that a lot of these characters are unlikable, and that oh, continues. Yeah. You know, you like you mentioned. You know, there's a female character that drops the N-word twice, you know, like, what the fuck? But yeah, it's a bunch of basically um, <clears throat> unlikable characters, which, of course, for a horror movie is a good thing. Oh, definitely. Uh, and Tawny also has a quick little uh, bit where after she introduces everybody, uh, she on the broadcast, she talks about um, how this used to be, this was formerly known as Camp Rolling Hills, where 19 people were killed, referring to the second movie. And then they, she mentions that this also at one point was called Camp Arawak, which was the name of the camp in the original. Um, Lily seems to take exception to this. Um, she's upset at Tawny because she wasn't supposed to mention the murders. It's kind of just, you know, it, it, has, it has like a quick shot where it shows um, Angela, a.k.a. Maria, you know, sort of, with this nervous look on her face, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, are they going to, you know, am I, am I going to get, are they going to catch on, you know, sort of deal, but. Oh, but they do not. Uh, they, in fact, after her whole, uh, interview stuff, Tawny, Jesus Christ, then goes up to Maria and tries to score Coke from her. Uh, just like, it was like, it's been a real shit of a day, she says. <laughs> yeah. Just need just a, just need like a gram. Just need a and, bump. Yeah, I need, a, I need a gram. But oh, this yeah. this this is what's crazy though. The leads Angela, who aka Maria, aka not Maria, I guess. Uh she, she like 
goes into the like the uh, I don't know utility room or whatever, and basically just finds some random fucking like pipe cleaner or Ajax. whatever, and yeah. like and pat like puts that in a little baggie to pass off as as the drugs and uh it's just like it's crazy it was just it's it's crazy how liberally and it happens a lot more obviously further down the road but how liberally uh angela is just like willing to ice people so she gives she brings them back out to tawny who's like in her sweet convertible ride or whatever the fuck and uh tells her like have a nice life <laughs> she has a, yeah she, she has a really good line because tawny asks her about the quality uh, oh, of yeah. the cocaine it'll clean it, your pipe. Yeah. it'll really clean your pipes she yeah says, dude it's like yeah. jesus uh but you know like shortly thereafter tawny does try and take a bump of this of the the that sweet ajax and like just you know just immediately start has a reaction and fucking dies and like and so that that makes the body count already two for angela in this movie yeah it just takes off one thing about that that uh, you know having done a lot of drugs in my life um and i always realized this when i was using two you know um you never really know what you're putting into your body um and it's especially worse when you're snorting it or injecting it you know a lot of times when i was using um and using meth like you would never really know what was in it uh and what's really sad um is there's some people that are in addiction that are on the street that there's a term for it called a hot shot where they they took something that they thought was a drug and it really wasn't and it fucks them up for the rest of their life but that's a really interesting thing with the coke it's like you never know like i wonder what would happen if you did by chance snort ajax like what how what if instant effects would happen would that destroy your fucking nasal cavity like it's just a terrifying thought like that you know that could be something that a kid could be trying to pull this you know stupid fucking prank and give someone Ajax to snort, you know, like what would actually happen? Because I, I, I don't think that like in the movie, she within like 10 seconds, you know, is dead. Like, I don't know if that would be. Yeah, there'd probably be more of like a dragged out situation, like, you know, reaction and. It'd be terrible. Yeah. I mean, anyway. irregardless, you'd probably fucking die if you just took a big bump of uh, of pipe of fucking cleaner like that, I imagine. That or, you know, like you said, you'd be severely fucked up for the rest of your life because that ain't going to be good. Um, But, you know, like it's so it's like almost such a casual kill. Like that's the thing that stands out to me about a lot of the kills in this movie. They're just so like middle of the day, broad fuck it, you know, like, oh, like yeah. just oh, like yeah. there's got to be people around, but you're, well, like, they're fucking dead. It's like how far did she even drive away? You know what I mean? Like anyone could have easily like gone to take a piss and stumbled upon you know yeah it's very very risky yeah um so next thing you know you kind of like picking up with uh all the kids are, are like in a meeting hall or whatever and the and you know i guess kind of getting acquainted with each other <laughs> um some of them are, are a lot more uh 
standoffish, we'll say, it's a good, than, yeah. than, than others. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bobby tries to, you know, he, he sort tries, of portrayed, yeah. he, he sort of portrayed as like the super geeky, you know, white guy. So he tries to talk to some of the, you know, the under, let's just call them the underprivileged group and sort of gets rudely brushed off, you know, um, including Riff, who seems to be like the biggest fucking asshole of the group. Um, oh yeah. Riff, Riff, even, uh, you know, pulls out when Bobby tries to sit next to him, pulls out his sweet switchblade and stabs him. it into the table to look badass. That's right. That's right. Him and his goddamn boombox. Yeah. He, it's he, so annoying. He literally is playing like the same fucking beat the entire movie. Shitty. Yeah. It's so, but yeah, you know, there's really not much to note from this, you know, it's a, just a traditional, like, welcome to camp. You know, they, they, Lily uh, gives them all shirts um, so they can all uh, uh, feel the same. I believe she says, oh, yeah. Oh, so you can all look the same and don't feel different. Um, she mentions that there's going to be another counselor coming soon. And that when that person gets here, they're going to split into three groups for three days so they can get to know each other better. And then for the remaining two days, they're going to be a group together. Um Lily asks if anyone knows the song I'm a Happy Camper, uh, which is a nice little reference to the second movie. And while that's happening, we do get introduced to said third counselor, um, Barney Whitmore, <laughs> who is also a police officer. Oh, yeah. Uh, an officer of the law. Uh, yeah. Also, you have those really like curvy moment. With uh, oh Herman, God. who like who you know, um, seems to almost be flirting with one of the teenager girls, uh, which is uh, just odd because he's like a doofy looking like, yeah, old, like kind of older guy. Not not a full senior, I don't think, but he's got like a head he's of white hair, there. you know. Yeah, he's like flashing his like Playboy belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking. Weird we also tool, get man. we also get the first uh, racial slur. Um, ah, yes, of the movie because um, they're one of the uh, underprivileged um, kids is a. He's uh, actually he's a good-looking guy, and one of two of the girls sort of make a remark about you know one of them's like, oh, he's cute, yeah, but he's Mexican. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what ends up happening um, is. Um, does does Riff call him a spick or does somebody else call him a spick? So it's it's, it's Tony and Riff. Tony's a Hispanic. Riff is black, as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, when it's... when Barney's giving his speech, Riff is being rude. You know, he like he like burps a couple times while he's giving his speech. Tony asks him what his problem is, and that's when Riff responds with, um, "I'm going to say the word." Um, but I'm only saying it because this dialogue for the movie. These aren't yeah, words that I would ever use. But he says, "Suck my dick, spick." Yeah, that's um, it. That that was it. Suck my dick, spick. Like it was just like, of course they had to do something that rhymed. I didn't think just, about it like that, but yeah, yeah, it was absurd. But then they get into a scuffle, and uh, you know, Riff pulls out his fucking blade, but luckily, pulls out my blade and can't. I have my way. <laughs> 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 Shout out Dollar Sack Motherfucking Dollar Sack <laughs> Yeah 
motherfucking Dallas Tech. But uh, luckily, Officer Camp slash Camp Counselor uh, Barry Whitmore steps in the way. And Barney, 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 excuse me, Barney Whitmore steps Terrible in the way. Name. Yeah, motherfucking Barney. We've got Barney here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Barney, uh, uh, you know, kind of breaks it, breaks up the fight. Right, right. Which is good. Um, also, so Perkins time. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I. I'm kind of hungry, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm looking through uh, this Perkins menu, and my gosh, do they have some bargains for some pretty decent sounding <laughs> stuff? So one of the things that stood out was the uh, the patty melt. I always love a good patty melt, but theirs is made with USDA Angus beef, and <laughs> it comes with sautéed onions, cheddar cheese on grilled rye bread, all for the whopping deal of twelve eighty nine. Ooh, that that's concludes a side or what? I believe it does include a side, a uh, side of uh, probably pipe, pi- piping hot French fraws. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I do like a patty melt myself. Yeah. Yeah. They also uh, they also have a uh, fifty five and an up uh, menu for. Yeah. For those seniors fine. out there, yeah. Um, and you know, we keep referencing their pies, but they do have a quite a quite a lineup, if you know, uh, if I can be honest, including a banana cream, mm. a home style apple, Ooh. and a lemon meringue. I wonder if their pies are made in house or if they're brought in from a separate entity, sort of like uh, Sherry's. Um, yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I because forget the name of the pie company that Sherry's um, utilizes, but some of those pie, you know, it, it's been years, but some of those pies were actually pretty fucking good. I, I, I'm curious about it also because in May 2016, mm-hmm. uh, the parent company that owns Perkins okay. also acquired Maria Calendars. Oh, so those, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those very well could be Maria Calendar pies. You're getting that, you're getting that Perkins prices. So, what kind of uh, what kind of steak deals did they got at Perkins? Ooh, that is a good question. The steak on, you know, I would love to go to Perkins and just order a fine steak meal. <laughs> and they probably yeah, they probably serve it year round. Looks like uh, do they not have steak on their menu? They have a country fried steak. Oh, I would hope so. My gosh, they don't. I don't think they offer a steak dinner anymore. That is shocking. Oh wait, nope, 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 nope. That's oh, those are like fajita plates. Never mind. That's kind of crazy. They got fajita plates. They do offer a butterball turkey and dressing dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All for thirteen. You get oven roasted slices of and sa- savory get, turkey. Oh my gosh, some savory turkey all sloshed together with some hearty turkey gravy and cranberry sauce. And you get two dinner sides of that for thirteen ninety nine. That is a steal of a deal. Oh, you got it. Perkins coming through. Why? Because it's a place to eat. All right. Well, those are some Perkins thoughts. So back, <laughs> where are we at with this damn movie? Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, the next thing is, uh, we kind of have a quick scene where we're in the girls' uh, cabin. Uh, we get 
you know, they're sort of ch t showering, changing. We get a couple more quick tit shots for no uh, good reason. Um, there is spray painting on the wall uh, uh, of Angela's names. So while Angela, a.k.a. Maria, is sitting there, the other girls make disparaging remarks. They bring up, you know, oh, the murders that happened here. Um, not really very important. But the next thing of note that is important is it's now it's the next morning. Um, the campers are all signing forms, showing documentation. You know, Maria kind of gets uh, called out for um, how she must have been through a lot in 17 years. Um, and then they, they get split up into groups. Uh, so Maria gets put into a group with Herman, Snowboy, Peter, and Jan. And the three groups all split out and head to different sections to, like I said previously, each group is going to be together for three days to enjoy all of the activities that camping involves so they can get to know each other better so that's where we're at is maria sets out with her group um yeah so we kind of before we follow up with their group though we just get a quick shot of um barney and his group um and barney actually mentioned something of note uh that the reason he's there is because his son was murdered at the camp last year uh yeah so that's that's something of note he also goes against the rules where you you know in this in this sequence where he uh oh. you know they're supposed to only eat the fish that they catch and whatnot mm -hmm. but he like busts out some uh some hot dogs i think yeah and the, uh he's like i know i know this is against the rules but we'll roast these wieners or whatever the fuck he says <laughs> Yeah, there's a continuity issue. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That's it. Because <laughs> there's a scene later where they're all eating, but we learn that um, Tony Tony made the meal, but they had burgers. For yeah, I, I thought that was so funny because, yeah, I was like, I was like, weren't they talking about fucking hot dogs earlier? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, you know, so so you know, Barney doesn't seem like that bad. You, you no, know, no, yeah. Tony even apologizes for, uh, you know, giving him a hard time. So Tony's a respectable guy. Okay, he is. He is. But uh, yeah, then you kind of pick up with uh, Herman's camp, where, uh, <laughs> you know, they got like a fire going. Uh, you see Snowboy spray painting a tree, which is like the first time uh, you see him. I think he calls it his art or whatever at some point his in this art, movie. Yeah. But, you know, utilizing his art. Uh, and un unlike the cool, uh, you know, um, Counselor Barney, they do need to actually... He do, they, There's no wieners or burgers in the campground. They actually mm -hmm. do need to go fishing for their food. Yeah. And uh, Jan um, seems to be grossed out by this thought and runs into her tent. And all I could think, it just, I was just re listening to some old episodes the other day. And it made me, it made me think of um, Psycho Pike and Bloodhook, where there's characters in both those movies that are like, fish I gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jan, <laughs> <Gales>. <laughs> like, Jan, 
<laughs> Jan's not having any. She runs into her tent. Herman tells the other three, hey, grab some fishing poles. Go start fishing. I'll meet you there. Yeah. And he kind of lingers by Jan's tent and keeps saying like things like, you know, like, like, come on out, sweet pea or whatever. And he, sweet he, pea. At yeah. one point he says, daddy won't make you go fishing. <laughs> yeah, it's super creepy. I was like, God damn it, dude. Uh, but, you know, you kind of leave those two characters and you go and you pick up with the three that are on the dock fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's Angela, but uh, somebody pulls out oh of the lake. God a ski mask or a hockey mask excuse me oh yeah yeah. uh which obviously is a nod oh yeah you know very i thought it was really funny i was just sort of like of course uh and but but then um oh my god who's the character with all the fucking yeah because they even they even make a joke about like what day is it oh it's it's saturday the 14th you know that's and that's what I mean. Like that's like one of the like those moments where you're like they really are playing into like this like self awareness of of it being like a horror movie. Yeah, because that happens in the second one too. There's like a scene where, um, like, there's a scene where some characters dress up as uh, Freddy um, and Jason to scare some other campers, and Angela ends up killing them. But yeah, absolutely. It's you know seven years before scream um there's definitely you know some meta uh references um but it's peter is the one that you're mentioning because there's a brief scene earlier where he sort of throws a firecracker and it spooks uh angela yeah and in this sequence he jesus christ straight up like puts a firecracker down a fish's fucking mouth and like lights it and throws it on the fucking dock it is i mean they're gonna kill that thing anyway but like yeah but blowing it up like that and you you have that moment where it's like you know pops off a plop and there's like a like blood blood mark on the you know on the wood well at that point the fish wouldn't even be edible so it's like you're there's a difference but like i this is way off topic because i come from a family of hunters um I'm not a fan of like trophy hunting. Like I understand people that hunt and then they make, you know, use that meat to make jerky or steaks. Like they, they use it, you know? So I understand people that fish and use that. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, obviously anyway. after blowing it up with a firecracker, you're not going to plan on, you're not planning on eating that sucker. No. And it makes Maria freak out and she runs off again. But, you know, that's the thing, though. She finds herself headed towards the camp where Herman (laughs) and Jan are getting Uh, frisky. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. I mean, Herman's got to have like a big dick or some mad game or something. Because, because, like, she is like full topless. She's like in like a skimpy fucking, I don't know, probably a thong or something. Just like, like ready to get it on with him. You know, oh there's a God, shot of her like so unzipping bizarre. his pants. And uh, I'm just like, that's what I kept thinking. I'm just like, how the fuck it like, who is like, what is going on right now? Yeah, uh, either, either she just likes to fuck or he's got game. Cause yeah, it was a shocker. 
it's crazy it's crazy and of course you know once again like a like you know this is now like the third scene in the movie where we have like a topless person it's just like she has just... the best breasts so far i would say dude i mean there are some there are some great titties in this fucking in this movie if, if i'm being real but that's neither here nor there uh it's not titty talk can ha- is a is a different podcast on okay <laughs> uh, it's a late it's a late night podcast it's actually a mold brain radio podcast uh, Wait, uh really? but, no no but it should be oh. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> to talk about talk titty. about titties and horror movies titty talk yeah, it's uh right. all about all a uh, podcast all about human sexuality uh, okay. um no but uh so maria finds her way back to the camp and i don't know i can't remember how she get brings gets herman out of the tent but well, herman she she unzips it um and herman's like oh you know angela like you know we're just playing around in here or whatever mm-hmm. and he like starts climbing out of the tent while he's pulling his pants up and that's what leads him out of the tent yeah and that is like I mean, like again, like I'm just shocked at the like, the the casualness of how these things come about because then, you know, Angela just like has this big ass walking stick and she just beats Herman to death with it, like yep. just like that. And then, uh, she pretty much does the same with Jan. It's most, yeah, it's like the most lackluster kills of the movie. Um, and and then she like still the audacity. Well, yeah well that's what i mean it's like it's just like it's literally it's like fucking high noon at the at the at the summer camp and angela's here beating two people to death with a fucking stick and then stuffing their bodies into the tent just like yeah any anybody could have came at, at any time and un, un, you know unzipped that tent and seen that the body it's, it's, so it's madness uh but what's even crazier is that when the other campers uh arrive back Peter and Snowboy, yeah. Nobody seems to fucking, you know, realize it. I mean, well, I I get that like it's a movie, and basically you never. Well, sorry, continue continue with. What you're I was saying. just gonna say, like in reality, like that tent would smell so fucking bad that you would notice like right away. But because she because she she does this multiple times in the movie, but she lies and tells them that they. Uh, like later there's a part where she tells oh she went to go lay down at the cabin i forget what she says this time but she essentially just tells them that uh they left the site for the time being um, yeah and she's uh, also she's also yeah. you know uh preparing um the fish that they're making and there's like a scene earlier where she's responsible for chopping all the wood so you know she is um she does pitch in when it comes to duties that are needed for uh, uh, uh you know a camping oh. excursion which well, is nice she, she wants to be a good camper you know she's, yeah yeah she <laughs> she is a good camp. she's a happy camper happy camper oh i'm a happy camper <laughs> do you think that song ever plays at a perkins library or a lobby library? i don't know but if next time that we're together we go to perkins you know we we'll got a find couple out. things we got to do. Oh yeah, including getting some mozies. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, you know, she—you can tell like Angela doesn't what does not like the other two uh, people in her group either in this scene because Snowboy tags her tent. Yep. 
and you can tell that that's that's a no-no for for angela and then um wow i keep peter peter goddamn peter peter throws another fucking firecracker but this time it's like right like right by her feet and like goes off could have blown off a goddamn toe peter it's it's honestly a pretty douchey thing to keep doing like oh yeah might be funny might be funny the first time but it's like by the second time this character runs off like don't you think you'd get the understanding like you know maybe she has ptsd or you know you know like i don't know anyway i would have kicked peter in the fucking dick if he did that to me absolutely like once i would i would have been like all right boy but Boom. We, we, before we see what happens to them we go back to barney's camp this is what i'm talking about where we learned that uh tony cooked burgers uh for dinner um <laughs> They're enjoying some s'mores, um, and Marsha, the one that earlier in the movie had uh, mentioned that she thinks Tony is cute, she needs to you go take a whiz, um, and Barney asks Tony to escort her, so they sort of walk off um, and ha- just kind of have a short conversation, um, and they also get uh, jump-scared by a raccoon, so... Of course, you know, you know, the, the raccoons are out there and they are, they are dangerous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, like you said, it's just kind of a quick scene, kind of like establishing um, sort of them as like, you know, uh, a potential couple kind of right, situation right. happening. Right. Um but then you know you quickly go back to the Herman's camp or formerly Herman's camp. It's basically Angela's camp at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she is like seen sneaking out of her tent, um, where like you know the other two dudes are kind of just like they're sleeping. passed out. You know, sort of they're not fully in their own tents. They're like both kind of just like outs like their their heads are at least outside the tent we'll say um but you know this is like one of the first cool uh, i think cool death sequences of the movie where you know to get basically brought to you this is an ad break bought to you by perkins come to us to eat Brought to you by Perkins will always save you a seat. Ain't it neat at Perkins? Yeah. Come and get your chicken fried steak at Perkins. We also have delicious pie and cake at Perkins. Come to us for your next birthday bash at Perkins. Yeah. It's your favorite place to eat. Uh, this ad break brought to you by Perkins. We get back at Peter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Angela takes one of his firecrackers and like stuffs it in his like in his nose and lights it. And you have the shot of Snowboy waking up and like looking over and seeing like, you know, the the wick or whatever fucking, you know, burning and then just it blows fucking Peter's face like off and and you get like a little bit of gore action that the thing one of the things that um 
And this happens later in the movie too, but one of the things I, I wish was that they would have lingered on some oh, of yeah. that, like, you know, the, like, like Peter's face here, just a little bit longer. You oh, 100%. get what happens, but like, you, you know, you just want a little bit more of that, that gore and those special effects. Yeah. That would definitely in real life. Like, I don't think it would, again, I don't think it would kill you. Um, it would probably brutally mangle your face. I remember oh. having a firecracker explode in my hand when I was a kid and it was insanely painful. Um, I could see that like ripping your nose and, you know, splitting your nose, but I don't see that killing you. But yeah, that like, what a shitty fucking way to wake up. Oh my you God. Know? Dude. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, basically like, you know, Snowboy wakes up and then Angela beats him to death with her fucking stick again. Well, she knocks him unconscious and he actually dies. Oh, that's right. That's right. Continue though. Cause he dies in a shitty way too. She knocks him unconscious and drags him into the fucking tent with the other dead bodies and then lights that motherfucker up. And yeah, yeah that's right. You do have like Christ. this moment where you kind of hear him for the last time dying in that tent, basically that tent place, basically fucking burnt to death in a tent next to, three other dead bodies that'd be a fucked way to die yeah but yeah it was a good way to um you know essentially get rid of those bodies you know yeah totally uh i mean noah everybody will just think it was you know it's just a a fucking accident or something you know nobody will even notice really and hopefully not at least that's what Angela thinks. Yeah, there's also, you know, another scene that sort of, sort of shows um, how psychotic Angela is. Is She just gets done murdering this group of people. Um, and as the tent is on fire, she uh, lights up and roasts a marshmallow um, yeah. as the screen goes to black. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty, yeah. pretty fucked in the head. I've always, I've always wondered that. Um, real life serial killers like how do you brutally fucking murder someone and then go home and have dinner as if you didn't just brutally murder someone like i would what, never understand that what do you think john wayne gacy's favorite meal was after stuffing a boy's body into this into the cellar that he did yeah next to all the so other I mean, ones do you think he went home and ate, ate gordon's fish and fish sticks and tater tots <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he went to uh, uh, Perkins Pancake House because that's probably Ooh. what it was at the time. Perkins, a place for everybody. <laughs> that's just my. That's just. It's just that question has always lingered in my mind and it always will. Like, I don't understand. Chop somebody up like, and then go home and make a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, yeah, man. I just. It's bad. Anyway, it's the cheesiest. Uh, <laughs> I like the. Uh, if I'm gonna have like boxed um, mac and cheese, I'm gonna have like the Velveeta, like Velveeta shells and cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree there. I agree. I'd rather I'd rather take the sauce, that that cheese sauce. Yes, sir. Uh, but uh, <laughs> mac and cheese aside, so Angela, or so basically, you kind of follow up uh, the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're at Lily's camp. Yeah. And everybody's, you know, getting up for the day and 
uh, and I will say this, this is actually, this would be really annoying, but Riff wakes up and immediately starts playing that same fucking beat. It's like he has, he has the one tape and he just keeps fucking playing it. Uh, like pretty loud right away in the morning and like you're out in nature. That's not really what you want to be fucking hearing right away. So, God, every, no. you know, I can't remember who says it, but somebody immediately like asked him to turn it down. And he um, actually does so, which was a shock. That was um, the shock too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you, you know, also like you get this moment where Lily's like asks one of the campers to start making coffee or whatever. And that, you know, you can kind of tell that she's not really like invested in doing a ton. She's fucking lazy. Just say it. She's a yeah. lazy fucking bitch. <laughs> she's yeah. fucking lazy. Um, but you know they're then they're they, they're all sitting around, kind of having their little like uh, breakfast powwow, you know, trying to get to know each other, and I, and they start talking about movies. Um, yeah, that's right. I can't. What's your uh, favorite movie? She asks. Yeah, somebody drops like them, a Care Bears fucking reference here. Yeah, I think one of them is Jaws. Uh, Riff says. Uh, uh, he only likes anything movies. with blood and titties or something y- like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and somehow they get on the subject of music and this is another one of those moments where you're just like, there's just some overt racial remarks written into the script where, you know, clearly Riff likes hip hop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember the name of the fucking character that is it Cindy. Um, well, but it- no, it's um, give me one second because I have all the names written down. Because um, in this, in 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 uh, give me one second. Sorry, um, it's got to be either Anita. It's Cindy. It is Cindy. Okay, so Cindy uh, makes this remark where she says something about like not liking the i don't know not liking like dark skin music or something like that it's yeah. like it's fucking weird and and then she even goes further and that's where she drops like the hard r you know uh she calls like riff uh, you know uh anym-hmm. anyway like the n word and it's just like it's just like what the fuck but riff so this is what pissed me off actually about the whole interaction was riff gets up like smashes his breakfast into her face and then lily like like you know tries to intervene in this situation but she's like riff you're out of line and stuff yeah. like that and it's like bitch you better back the fuck up like <laughs> baffling yeah she reprimands riff but doesn't mention a single thing oh my god yeah about cindy calling him the n-word i was just called like, white shocked. privilege people <laughs> yeah like real like riff like shame on you you know yeah i was like i was like it's yeah, fucking it's crazy. Fine for her to call him the n-word you know no big no big deal yeah it's just it's shocking like absolutely fucking crazy yeah i don't think they need you know they could have done without that in my opinion but it is what it is um even today like there's certain word like words and certain themes that I don't and we talked about this endless times, but there's certain things in movies that like unless it's absolutely vital to the plot, I just find it unnecessary. Like there's no need for two N words in this movie. Or 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 spick. There's no you know Yeah anyway. There yeah, the, there's 
There's no, yeah, all basically all the all the racial slurs that ha- happen in this movie, which I think there's just like those three main ones. Right. Um, but you're right. Like it's just like it, it's just so glaringly unnecessary. You're just yeah. like fuck now. Yeah. Uh, the '80s was showing really, really strongly in in, in yeah. those moments. Yeah, Lily also uh, asks them what their favorite colors are, um, and Maria says blood red, and Bobby's like, "Oh, me too." You know, <laughs> Bobby's such a schmuck, dude. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Because uh, um, we we forgot to mention that before <laughs> all of this whole scene happens, that <laughs> Maria r- arrives at the camp. Um, and tells Lily that uh, Herman sent her to switch um, with someone in the group, and that she's there to switch with Arab, which once again is a uh, Asian female. Um, so Arab and Maria uh, head back to, you know, the other camp where they're supposedly supposed to switch. Um, but while they're on the way, well, actually, they get there. Excuse me. Uh, a Rob even mentions like, where's the other tent? Um, and goes to look into another tent and Angela kicks her into the tent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Grabs an ax. And then as a Rob pops her head out, Angela fucking decapitates her. So <laughs> it was a yeah. good kill. Like the, was, the shot of a, of a Rab's head, um, with the ax, like in the neck or whatever was, was pretty cool. A brief, but cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, I'm a I'm a sucker for any decapitation or beheading of any sort. So, well, and it was like as they like you know uh, as she kind of before she gets kicked into the tent, you you catch a glimpse of the axe in the tree stump, and you kind of like you just know you're like oh that thing's about to get used. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, and then we go to that whole scene that we just talked about. Um, then we have an, a, another quick, interesting scene at Barney's camp, um, where they're also enjoying breakfast. Um, Anita asks, you know, hey, what happened to Angela? And we learn that um, there's no pictures of her. Her her uh, 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 and her juvenile record was destroyed, so all they have is a description of her to go on. Yeah, which isn't very you know helpful. So. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it it yeah. Well, it just it it gives you some context as to like why Angela is able to like kind of be go undetected still in this in this good point movie, I guess you know. Um, but that then you jump back in with Lily's group, right? That's and they're about to do a trust exercise. Classic. Yeah, where uh, somebody gets blindfolded and led through the woods by another person, and they all get paired up. Uh, Cindy gets paired up with um, Maria, a.k.a. Angela. Uh, Bobby gets paired up with Riff. uh, And they kind of go. Yeah, yeah. This is like... (laughs) Yeah, Cindy drops the N-word for the second time. Yeah. And also, you know, talks about street gangs. Um, yeah, it is, It is though, 
I think it was a sign of the times, though, because there was a lot of people that were like very ignorant and uneducated, and those were the type of conversations that I vaguely remember hearing growing up in the 90s, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, she also, because uh, Maria is the first one that's blindfolded. Um, and they stop for a second. So, quote unquote, Cindy can have a Siggy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she does. She like, uh, but but you know, she can, while she leaves uh, Maria waiting for a moment while she lights it up, she picks up a, what, what I don't even a turtle, a fucking turtle, like a random fucking so turtle, random. Uh, and like kind of pokes Mar- Maria or Angela's neck with it, you know, to kind of spook her. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of where the you know, event like this leads. Maria to like wanting her blindfold off or Angela wanting her blindfold off and they basically switch. She ties the blindfold onto Cindy really tight, you know, um, and starts leading her towards uh, the campground, uh, like the actual campground, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, one of those moments where, you know, I, uh, again, you sort of see that like lean into the, the horror tropes yeah. um, because Angela's like asking her some questions. Are you a cheerleader? Check. Are you a virgin? Check. Do you do drugs? Check. Three strikes. You're out. <laughs> yep. And she just, she basically, it's, I thought it was, I thought this was dope actually. Oh, absolutely. She, she hooks Cindy's pants with uh the lot like the the line for the flagpole or for the flag you know because she leads her right up to this flagpole and just starts pulling her up and up and up and eventually she gets her to a point you know Cindy's like freaking out at this point like you know stop it knock it off let yeah and she gets her to a point where you know like she must Angela must have been like this you know this is high enough but she's like you know you're a cheerleader you're this and that you're a nasty snotty bigot like I, I great she called yeah. it out you know yeah uh, she but, was. Then, but then she just lets go of the line and you have this great shot it's... of Cindy going straight down to the ground and you like you hear this like and you just know that she just fucking like like just landed straight on her fucking dome Dude, and that that shot of her falling through the air head first into the ground is glorious. It was so good. I was like, and that, that like after that point, this point in the movie, that's what this, that's where I was just like, I'm fuck, I, like I'm here for this movie. This movie is fucking oh, great. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's having fun. I'm having br- fun. Brutal free fall. Oh man. Yeah. It was a good, it was absolutely, it was a great kill. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, and then it, to, like for like once again to further establish um, how much of a psychopath Angela is, she fucking skips back to camp. That's what I mean, dude. She and like, tells, yeah, yeah it's, she, and she tells Lily, um, you know, because she comes back and Lily asks uh, where Cindy is, and she tells Lily that uh, she's at the main camp with a headache. <clears throat> but um, there is a couple cheesy, um, you know. 
lines like that in the movie. Oh, but, but it is what it is. Well, I feel like, you know, they were obviously like purposefully written because they're so cheesy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, basically, like, again, we, you know, mentioned it earlier. Like, Lily's just a fucking lazy pain in the ass. She ain't doing shit. And she, like, has um, Angela at this point, like, like, cooking a steak for her. And like she, you know, tells tells her to take the garbage next to her tent back to the camp and 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 shit. Grab some bug spray. Yeah. yeah, and she's had a bug spray, so she needs some bug spray. Like it's just, it, and she's just sitting there like reading like a, a magazine about cruise ships. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Piece oh my of god, shit. that's right. I forgot because like there's a scene later where. She talks about this cruise that her and Herman are. I didn't catch that that she's looking at a at a book about cruises. But yeah, I love how she fucking in front of this group of kids that she's making, fit you know making them catch and cook fish. She just gets to enjoy this delicious fucking steak. Like how fucked is that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It ain't a Perkins steak, but it's still a steak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know this. Uh, you know, leads Angela to, to going up back up to the the main campsite where like the cabins and the facilities are, and she's like just just like dragging this bag of garbage with her, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like it's kind of interesting because because this and in other scenes you you really get the connection to the other movies, yeah, you know, um. Like clearly, like right away, you get the the vibe that like Angela knows where she's going, and then while she's like you know in, she grabs some keys and like lets herself into the kitchen area, and you have these like flashes of good wholesome, you know, camp the time scene fun. From the second movie, yeah, exactly. But it's like you know, her you know all bright and cheery and just like you know. What did she oh, say? It's like I'm a happy camper. I wish I knew the song. Good morning, campers. campers like, yeah. You know, she's so it's like I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. The uh, but yeah, the another interesting thing to note that I forgot to mention at the beginning of this is that um, they use the same camp to film the second and the third movie. They just like uh, made it look a little different. But yeah, I noticed that too. It said it's a. Uh, it's a YMCA camp, youth oh. camp, in, in, in like the uh, in Georgia. You know, it's one of the coolest things that uh, uh, I've been wanting to do. I learned about it like two years ago. Is that um, the campground where they filmed the original Friday the Thirteenth? Um, I don't know if they do it every year, but like two years ago, um, in the summer, it was like two different weekends where. You could go, it's like an adult summer camp essentially, where you go and stay for the weekend at the camp where they filmed the original Friday the 13th. You know, you do you do camping things, and then one of the nights they screened the movie. Um, that'd be fucking awesome. That would be super fucking fun, man. That'd be fun if, it, yeah, if that'd be if that's like an annual thing, just we should just plan that one year, make it bad. happen. Yeah. That'd be so dope. Uh, yeah, so basically, like this whole scene is just you know, flashbacks and 
uh angela looking forlorn forlongingly at like you know the facilities and remembering you know perhaps when she was a different person yeah <laughs> um eventually you know she makes her way back to uh lily's camp with the fresh bug spray and uh you know it's again it's sort of just like if everything with lily feels like a chore you know she just gets back and it's like all right you ready to play another trust game like all this shit and it's like ugh. Yeah, but, she's um, just sitting on her fucking ass doing dick all yeah. yeah yeah and but this one's you know uh her tying angela and bobby together um to go walk in the woods or some shit yeah she because she taught it's it's she ties them together and tells them that you you guys are this is another exercise where um i'm going to tie you guys together and you guys need to coordinate your movements together um long enough to catch some fish for dinner oh yeah that's right and then angela's like what about that steak you were cooking and that's when yeah. Lily's like oh that's mine i'm allergic to fish oh yeah <laughs> fish are gross <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Riff does not get to participate in this uh, trust exercise because um, Cindy is still feeling unwell. <laughs> so, right, so, right, right. Uh, or she's aka just fucking dead, as we know. Um, but yeah, so Bobby and Angela make their way down to the water where you know they uh, are trying to catch some fish. Bobby does not seem to know what he's doing very well. Um, right, right. <laughs> Angela is once again the resourceful one that you know knows how to uh, put some lure on a hook and knows how to you know properly uh, fish. Um, but the scene is interesting for one thing of note. Bobby, you know, sort of hits on uh, Angela, tells her that he like that he is turned on by being tied up, and then he tries to make a move on her. Um, and tries says, to sell her that sausage, man. Yeah, he said, oh my God. <laughs> but he does say one thing kind of sort of creepy. Um, you know, oh, I thought I thought you wanted it. Like, I could never imagine say like, oh man, just again. I feel like awful I feel like, shitty dialogue. Uh, drunk frat boys practice that that line in the mirror. To, yeah. It's such a it's such a rapey fucking line. Yeah, uh, you, were, you were asking for it. Like, what? And then, you know, he does. He tries to jump Angela's fucking bones. Um, uh, you know, she pushes back on it and it kind of simmers down. But you got to yeah, imagine, she, like, that's just such an uncomfortable situation. Right? 100%. And because she tells him that, uh, um, you know, well, we could, like, not here, like, we'll meet up later at the main camp after dark and us as a viewer, you know, we know that she's setting him up to be fucking slaughtered, but well, yeah, you, know. you, you just made her shit list that, that you're being a bad camper now. But yeah, I think, you know, for her, it was in that moment to get him to stop being a fucking creep. Cause he was being a fucking creep. Oh, for sure. Um, so but. yeah, you know, it, it's just sort of a scene to establish that, this is the setup for his inevitable death here soon. Yeah. Um, but there is a funny scene. They come back from fishing um, 
and Angela walks over with. They, they have quite a good haul. There's like eight or dude, nine fucking fish. That's there. what I was thinking. I was like, damn, dude, Angela's a good fucking fisher. <laughs> it was impressive. And she walks over and just like sticks them right in fucking Lily's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And then, um, you know, they have this like, you know, dialogue and it, it's, uh, you know, basically Lily like, well, now they need to be cleaned. Um, and she tells Riff that to do that originally, and Riff just looks at it like the situation and just goes, "Fuck that shit!" Oh, <laughs> fuck that shit! Yeah, and he pops himself back into his tent. He's a um, fucking piece of shit. And then, like, you have this really interesting uh, yeah. scenario where Angela barges into his tent and's like, you know, be, being shockingly reasonable, you know, being like, yeah. "Hey, man, like, we just spent two fucking hours like catching the fucking dinner." The least you could do is fucking clean them, you know, to be put in, basically. And Riff pulls a fucking gun out on her. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, Jesus just points Christ. The gun, you know, <laughs> points the gun. Like, hold that. Like, that escalated fucking quickly. <laughs> God Like, damn. they could have just had him pull his switchblade out or something that he had from earlier. Oh, wait, no, I think he gets taken away. Uh, yeah, he but, does. But yeah, he all, just the fact that he brought a switch and a fucking handgun with him. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Fucking crazy. But yeah, he's a fucker, dude. Not Like, he just, he's, he's just as lazy as Lily. He's just, you know, yeah. doing dick all. But it is what it is. Um, and from there we follow up with uh, Tony and Marsha who are their camp is also doing the blindfold exercise um, and they seem to have been paired up together and they basically have a scene you know Tony has like some interesting dialogue about um, the gang life man the gang life you know where I'm from everyone's in it but I want to I want to get out of it and he's, cool. he, he says like just like a handful of stereotypical like references to what I imagine like white suburbia thinks are gangs. You know, he's like baggy exactly. pants, you know, low riders, bandanas or whatever the fuck he says. And you're just like, oh, yeah. Super God. stereotype. hundred uh, percent. But you're right. So like he's he he's like you know wishing to almost get out of the gang life he makes a joke uh to marsha about like well maybe i'll just move to idaho with you you know she's like ohio <laughs> yeah and then they start fucking ohio. he asks if he can kiss her you know they, they get into a pretty heavy makeout session and then she pulls out a fucking condom yeah dude he has a great if we're, gonna, if we're gonna make love you have to wear one of these you have to wear one of these yeah like damn okay like getting to the point um, and he has a funny line where he goes where she pulls out the condom and he's like i'm moving to ohio <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tony you know thank god um we don't get another tit shot and the sex scene happens off screen so i'm glad we were spared yeah. that yeah they can we rustle know, around in those leaves uh undetected we it does know. remind me i i never had sex at summer camp because i was you know 13 14 but it does it does like give me some of those nostalgic feels of being at summer camp for five to seven days um and having like a little you know young love at summer camp you know like those are yeah. good days oh yeah 
It is a you know you always got that summer summer uh, summertime fucking crush on somebody. Oh, you know? absolutely. Summer, summer, summertime. Time. <laughs> well, you know what's really ironic about that is both times that I've driven to Olympia, uh, that song has been on the radio both times that I've. And it's, it's both times it's happened. It's happened when I got off of uh, 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 two ninety five and gotten onto. Um, I forget which which road it is, but both times I've like taken that exit. Summer, summer, summertime. That song yeah. comes on, and that song is like such a like. Not, like looking back on '90s rap, like some of '90s rap is so corny. Oh my! Oh yeah, corny. Corny is a polite word for it. It's just yeah. yeah it's just so. I don't even know, man. Summertime, time. Yeah, that. I mean. The chorus for that song is catchy, but the rest of the song is pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. It's um, me stuck in my goddamn head now. Goddamn you. <laughs> summer, summer, summertime. So back at the... Sit back and rewind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back at the Lily's camp, Angela is trying to convince Lily to like go up to the main campground with her. Yeah, let's play the blindfold game. Yeah trust exercise uh and eventually lily you know um doesn't necessarily agree but angela just like already put the blindfold on her and it's like let's go you know yeah we we can go get cindy and like the the basis for getting her to agree to go do this yeah and so she does she leads her back up to the campground but uh basically takes her out back to where and this is like fucking hilarious to me you find out this is like their big uh like i don't know personal landfill where they've just like been they've just had like a hole that they've been filling with their trash to save money Cut costs yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like oh my fucking god dude um and so you know Angela ends up like pushing Lily into like this mound of fucking trash bags. And I kept thinking like how stupid it was that this character couldn't seem to get herself out of the fucking trash bags. Yeah. It's not like she's in a hole or anything. That's what I'm saying. And so she's like struggling and screaming and, and then uh, Angela starts to just shower her with dirt and bury her up to her fucking neck where so now she literally can't escape um but then what does what does angela do yeah it's great because while she's burying her you know not only is obviously lily you know trying to scream for her life to no avail she even has a quick funny line about like you can go with us on the trip um (laughs) (laughs) uh angela's singing i'm a happy camper while she's piling the dirt on uh, but yeah, next thing we know, she's buried to her neck. Angela pulls off the blindfold um, to add uh, insult to what's about to be more than injury. Um, <laughs> she tells Lily, uh, oh, by the way, your husband fools around. And then I love kills like this because it would be yet again another fucking shitty way to die where you're literally hopeless useless watching as you're like literally watching your life about to end 
Angela walks away, fires on a fucking lawnmower, wheels it. Oh man, it's great. Wheels it over right onto her fucking head and kills her. It's fan fucking fantastic. Dude, it was so good. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, those kind of, like, impending doom sort of the situations where you're like, yeah, you see that fucking blade whirling. You see that lawnmower coming, you know, closer to you by the fucking inch. And then all of a sudden, like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? You just have to, like, make your fucking peace and, you know, hope it doesn't hurt as bad as you uh, probably are imagining it's going to. Dude, that, those lawnmower blades would just fucking mangle you like mm-hmm. yeah it's a you know like i said there's a couple you know subpar deaths at the beginning you know the the ajax sniff the the beaten to death at the stick but the flagpole um the lawnmower those make up for it uh, uh yeah 125 percent um yeah. so now lily's dead uh so now now she's you know um, dispatched two different camps worth of people. Um, yeah, dude, that's what I mean. Like, she's just picking people off in this goddamn movie, man. And that's what I, you know, the first one, not so much. It's kind of less of a body count. But the second one and the third one both have pretty uh, 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 large body counts, um, which, like, once again, makes for just a fun movie because you're like, oh, you know, what kind of, who's going to die next and by what? means you know pretty much man um really quickly before we dive into what uh comes from oh bobby and angela's little that's right i apologize there's still one more person left in the camp and it's bobby thank you for correcting me he's a goon who cares about him but first we got a some perkins thoughts okay (laughs) uh (laughs) so in cruising that wonderful, wonderful family-style Perkins menu, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You know, we stumble upon one of my all-time favorite uh, dishes, so to okay. speak, to order. The build-your-own-sampler platter. So oh. I'm going to lay this on you, my man. You can pick, <laughs> you can, you can pick three of the following items for twelve seventy nine. dollars Oh wow! Yeah, the fucking bargain, goddamn bargain. But uh, so you can have either chicken strips with honey mustard, onion rings served with chipotle ranch. Hmm. You can have some muzzy sticks with Oof. marinara. Yeah. Fried pickles with ranch, or crispy fries and or crispy tots. Ooh. So, my question to you is. What three would you pick for your sampler platter? Oh man, so man, I'm I'm just sitting here thinking of like some lineups, but obviously Mozzie's first and foremost. Always, um, always. I feel like I feel like Mozzie's chicken strips because I'm a, I'm a sucker for chicken strips anywhere. Mozzie's chicken strips and tots would be my. Line up. Um, good, op- good call. Optionally, I uh, just get triple up on Mozzie's. What about you? <laughs> Can I get the trip, Muzzy? <laughs> uh, that's actually a pretty good deal. That's a that, that's what I'm saying, dude. It is. I wonder how many of good each you eats get. for good prices. Okay. 
that's Perkins for you. Uh, <laughs> for me, I would, I would, uh, you know, like you get, I'd get the muzzies top, you know, uh, right away. But I would also order the onion rings with Chipotle okay. Ranch. I am okay. a fucking huge onion ring fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me those O rings. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll let you finish it. Yeah. But, but you know, I ain't gonna order no fried pickles. Never been into them. I would get the tots if I wasn't feeling. It depends on how hungry I am. I would okay. either get the chicken strips if I was looking for, you know, looking for a meal, or if I was just like, you know, just hanging out. And we just wanted a bunch of junk. I'd probably also get the tots. Or if the fries were waffle fries, I would get those mm, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd replace tots with onion rings because I'm also... Dude. I think it does... I, I, I'll agree. It, it does... I think the fries... depend. Like, if it was shoestring fries, I'm good. I like crinkle cut fries, but yeah, if it was fucking waffle fries, count me in. Game... Yeah, game over. I'm getting that. Uh... Oh yeah, for twelve seventy nine, you can get yourself a damn fine sampler platter at Perkins. I, no matter what, Mozzie's is the first pick. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, But yeah, just I, I, you know, just had to lay some of those Perkins thoughts on you. Yeah, I also I have I have a Perkins thought too, real quick. Um, You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, you know, we Perkins has a long history. Um, There's been different owners. I'm pretty sure at one point in Perkins history, they've actually filed for bankruptcy um, and were able to uh, prevail through that. And Perkins still exists. So, hey. That, that's true. Uh, on August 5th, <laughs> 5th 2019, okay. uh, the parent company Perkins and Maria Calendars filed for bankruptcy <laughs> while announcing the closure of 29 of their underperforming restaurants. Oh man, I feel bad for those places. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be Perkinless counties, man. What's going on there? Yeah, fill that Perkins gap. Uh, it also huh. mentions that the following month, several of its locations in northern Pennsylvania also closed. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hmm. Sorry, northern Pennsylvania. You're going to have to find your Perkins elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so diving back into camp time, where uh, what do we find Bobby uh, and Angela up to? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we follow up on their late night rendezvous. Um, and she puts Bobby up to a tree and tells him, you know, Hey, you mentioned being like, like being tied up. Like I'm a tie up. So she ties Bobby up to the tree. Um, the first thing he says, which is hilarious, uh, is, Hey, don't tell anyone about this. I could lose an election someday. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. That's right. He, he also, also t- go for it. Yeah. He, he like, was like he's like mentioning how this is like you know basically like some of his porno mags or whatever and he get he goes like he calls what he calls it like bondage camp yeah bondage <laughs> good god <laughs> this is like bondage camp oh yeah you know the the election line was hilarious then he goes back to being a fucking creep yeah yeah this is like bondage camp um 
but yeah, his death is another pretty fucking great, uh, 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 you know, creative little way. Um, cause somewhat similar to, uh, 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 Cindy's death. Um, you know, she ties up to a tree and then what does she do with that other end of that rope? Oh, it's so good. So, you know, she, oh, she's, hi, Bowie. she's, uh, you know, tied up his, on his hands, uh, behind the tree and she brings that rope over to this nearby Jeep that is just sitting there. And she hooks that hooks the other end of the line up to the Jeep and then just starts driving in the opposite direction, which as you could imagine, just starts tearing at uh, Bobby's fucking arms. And though you don't see too much uh, of the aftermath, you, like I said, it's kind of left up your imagination to pretty much assume that his arms get ripped off of his fucking torso and he dies. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and I want to apologize again because I made an error. Oh, he's a good boy. Bobby is not the last remaining member of that group. It's actually Riff. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby gets his arms brutally ripped off and then uh, uh, presumably dies from blood loss. Um, but Angela's pretty fucking crafty. Um, so, yeah, after uh, that situation, um, we go back to camp where Riff is still in the tent listening to his fucking boombox. Oh, my God. That, that and, fucking beat won't goddamn stop. And he's looking at a porno magazine. But the thing that the thought that runs through my mind is how have those batteries not died by now? Oh, my God, <laughs> dude. I thought about that th at this point in the movie, too. I was like, there's just no fucking way. He must have brought like tons of backup batteries. Dude, and those things would take like six fucking uh, 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 big, like, like a size, like a size batteries, bro. Like six of them. Like it was not cheap. Man. That and shit the life was not long. So, like you said, he must have just brought a stockpile That's of batteries. I mean. <laughs> but his is super random. Uh, he, 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 like I said, he's looking at a porno magazine, bumping his, bumping his beats, and out of nowhere, uh, a tape gets thrown into his tent. And <laughs> you know, he, he very, you know, like anyone probably would, they're sort of inquisitive. He pops the tape in, um, and it's Angela sort of acapella singing a song um and it's very short but essentially the song is telling him that he's gonna die um yeah <laughs> next thing you know the tent comes collapsing down on him um she starts using some tent spikes to uh hammer the tent into the ground to trap him in there um and then next thing you know she grabs one of those fucking massive tent spikes and just drives it into his chest or head, uh, 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 you know, just killing take, him. Yeah, just taking him out. Yeah, it, him into the ground and killing him. Yeah, it was like one of the. I you know I think it was a fairly clever kill uh, for like it being you know a camp setting and a everything. Camp, it's yeah. like let's use the you know the spikes in some way, um, but again. I wish there would have been like some more gore or, you know, oh, something, oh, yeah. you know, at least, you know, you see how he got impaled in the end or something, you know, 
Um, but the whole tape thing was so funny because I was just like, when the fuck did she have time to go record a fucking tape? And like, where did she just know that there was this extra equipment to do so? And like, I was just like, there's just no fucking way that that would have. That's a good question. Yeah, does she just carry this tape with her everywhere she goes? Just in case she has an opportunity. It does pose a lot of questions, you're right? <laughs> but I mean, oh my god, there's just so much about this movie that, like, you you do, you just sort of like, you you don't, you you just don't care about because at this point you're just having fucking fun as she's just literally I, going through campers, like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Another random thought is, I wonder when they did away with metal tent spikes because by the time i was a kid and we were going camp like i only went camping my family only went camping like twice probably like we we do a lot of like like i remember we went to like yosemite we went to uh um mount rushmore like we'd go like see those types of places but we rarely went camping but i remember like by the time i was a kid and we went camping there were there was plastic tent spikes so oh, i wonder yeah. A, when they did it with metal, or if they still do it, and B, why they did. Like, was there accidents like that? Or, like, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I've had a lot of random thoughts tonight, but. That is kind of one of those, yeah, it's like. Oh, boy, wants to. Be, I, I've noticed him do that like 20 times now, putting his paw. He wants to play, huh? Yeah, Hi, Bowie either wants to play or he's hungry. We went on a big, long walk, and it's been super. Today, it was like high 60s. Yeah, it was warm here too. And he, by the end of the walk, he was like, you know, panting pretty yeah. hard. So I imagine he's probably like, I just want to eat. I want to stuff my belly and then pass the fuck out. <laughs> Papa, Papa, it's past dinner time. It's yeah, I want to do the same thing, Bowie, but unfortunately, I have like two hours of homework. To yeah, that's do what I day. tell him. I'm like, be grateful you don't have homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so now she has officially dispatched the uh, uh, second um, set of campers, which naturally the next morning leads her to the third camp. Um, mm-hmm. She walks up on the camp um, and, you know, Marsha and Tony are up to some PDA. Um, you know, she tells this, she tells Barney the same thing. She told Lily um, that she's there to switch uh, um but uh, Barney kind of, you know, I don't know if he doesn't believe her or wants to hear it for himself. But next thing we know, we see, because he he tells her, or she tells him that she's there to switch with Marsha. Yeah, um, Mar- Marsha's like, you know, because she's macking with Tony now. She's like, no way, I don't want to do that. Like, it's two days in. Like, why? Like, rightfully so. Um, and next thing we know, we see Barney, Marsha, and uh, Angela walking together through. Um, the woods and Angela uh, seems to feign a uh, 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 an ankle injury, um, and the next thing we know, they're back at the main campsite, and Barney is putting a wrap around her ankle. Um, yeah, and this you know, is where, she... like, you know, um, Angela's kind of like basically like trying to dish some dirt in a way like you know she's like getting he's she's her ankles getting wrapped and she's like you know uh, telling them basically about the how shitty the other counselors are uh like herman fornicates with the campers lily's lazy as 
you know, fuck or whatever, you know, she says, <laughs> uh, which both are true. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, she's basically trying to like get them to sympathize with her. Yeah. You thank you. Say. Like, I don't want to go back to those other camps. Not that yeah, she, she could anyway. <laughs> yeah. She even admits that she lied about, you know, them having to switch. So, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and and Barney's sort of like, I feel like he's either way. He's like, you know, we'll go talk to him or something like that. Um, but you know, Marsha and her and Angela seem to kind of be like getting along, like like right. really well, right? Uh, and Mar- this is, but then like Marsha helps Mar- her put her shoe on or whatever, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and that's when Marsha's like, um. Does Lily really just sit around all day? Yeah, and uh, you know, and just like, yeah, go, you know, <clears throat> go see for yourself. It's not a, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> oh my god, that was dude. another cheesy line. It was know. so cheesy, but that does like Marsha goes out, out back, hmm. head, hmm. you know, and and like runs smack into. Uh, Lily's decapitated fucking body. I wish we would have seen it. Like, I wish we would have seen her mangled stump of a head. Like, that'd that would be great. Yeah. Uh, and there's like worms and stuff coming out of like the neck hole, like the, you know, the wound where her head supposedly got severed or whatever. Uh, and I also kept thinking during this scene, I was like, so not only did Angela take the time to bury her, chop her fucking head to bits, but then she dug her back up and like propped her up and i kept wondering did she do that before she recorded that tape for riff for riff or after <laughs> it's a good question but uh a real good question but obviously this leads marcia to freaking out and she like runs back inside screaming right um yeah angela and... has another somewhat cheesy line here what's that because marcia like like you said marcia runs in and you know <clears throat> goes and embraces uh angela and angela says um seems like every time i go to camp everyone loses their head (laughs) 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 angela's the fucking queen man yeah then we hear barney you know marcia you know get away so Barney tells Marsha to run off, which Marsha does run off. Yeah. Um, and we get like Angela goes into the Angela. We see it as a viewer that Angela has a gun behind her back. Um, she goes into the next room and has sort of a standoff with Barney. And one of the first things Barney says, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, uh, you know, um, are you going to kill me the same way you killed my son? Um, Barney asks her how she's going to kill him. And he brings up a few different ways of how someone could kill somebody. Um, yeah. You know, we a, learned... you know, like a knife, a drill, a chainsaw. And the, the one that, <clears throat> you know, if you have no, uh, the, and then what was that? It was like a battery acid was the other one. Yeah, and she's like, uh, uh, I forget what she says, but she's essentially like, pulls out the gun and just bam, 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 you know. It was Which I don't think she was expecting. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like, I was like, I wasn't like, I, I just figured that he was gonna, you know, be like, a, you know, the fucking hero, uh, you know, saving Absolutely. the day here. But, uh, yeah, he, like you said, she just ices him, man, just like three to the chest and he's fucking down. Uh, and she also has this line, like, to rile him up, like, right before some of that, she, like says this thing that definitely sets him you know pisses him the fuck off where she he's she goes like you like you look like your son when you're mad or something like that yeah and like that was that you know i was like yeah dude i'd want to fucking kill her too that's cold yeah uh but yeah so either way she she fucking kill you know takes him out and then like runs outside and hops in the jeep which i'm still like trying to figure out where the jeep came from but she hops in the jeep it's probably Barney's if I had to make a oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Born Barney got a Jeep Bornies, Wrangler. Yeah. Uh and she like, you know, starts hauling dick down the fucking road to like <laughs> to, <laughs> to go catch Marsha before she gets too far. Uh and she catches up to her pretty pretty quick and like, you know, um kind of like veers off the road as Marsha, you know, and like traps Marsha so so to speak like and like she's just so like i mean angela's acting just fun. i mean she's been acting me crazy you, she says yeah she's like we're gonna we could have so much fun together and stuff like that and like you know it's you you don't really know what happens she just takes her and then it jumps back into the other uh the last three campers tony and the other two you haven't anita, really seen since tony the beginning and Greg. Of yeah you really haven't they, uh, you know you, yeah. there's like anita has like one brief line but it's the only other time that you see greg he wasn't you know yeah they've yeah. all been kind of off um they're sitting by the fire um and that's tony brings I... no. sorry what were you gonna say I was just going to say Angela shows up eventually. Yeah, because Tony talks about wanting to go look for them. Um, Greg says maybe it's some sort of test, you know, right as Angela approaches them and tells them that uh, Barney wants to, Borney wants to see them back at the main camp so they can play a trust game. Um, next thing we know, we're back at the main camp and Angela, I don't know why they agree to this, but... <laughs> Angela's tying all three of them together. Yeah, I don't know how they agreed to that. Yeah. Yeah, and after she's done tying them up, she's, you know, like, she's like, oh, look at there's Barney. And and she pretends like she sees him in a couple of different directions. Oh, no, he's not there. He's not there. And then oh and you, you see it the entire like the entire scene and you're just like what is gonna happen uh she walks over to like where this rope's tied around a tree and cuts it with a you know the rope with a knife and barney's fucking dead body which she's strung up just comes like you know flying down and you can yeah. see like the blood you know the blood on his shirt and stuff like that and he's just fucking dead that's <laughs> another unanswered question how did angela have the strength to not only carry his dead fucking limp body out there but to tie it wrap a rope around him and essentially lift him up that like there's just no way i'm Dude. sorry i mean uh yeah she just i i just i just imagine she has su somehow gained superhuman powers <laughs> yeah oh she, oh my god she <laughs> she also has a like um almost like 90s uh arnold schwarzenegger s line here um where you know she cuts the body his body comes dangling down 
Um, and this is when the three, you know, because like I said, what, when she tied them together, they don't realize that she's a threat yet. Um, but she cuts the string. His body comes dangling down and she goes, Barney, thanks for dropping in. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's totally so bad. Yeah. So bad. Just fucking, yeah. Thanks for dropping in. Like, my God, dude, it doesn't stop. But she basically like then tells them that they have to, if, if I'm remembering this correctly, they have to he find Marshall on them. Yeah, it's like it's like all of a sudden we're gonna this play fucking... a game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, and with the timer, like a time yeah. and everything. Yeah, she's like, you have. I can't remember what the time was, but she's like, you know, two you minutes. have two minutes to find Marsha. Uh, you know, she's or in like, one of the three cabins. And oh my god, dude! She uh, says, uh, she says, you have two minutes. If you run off. Don't find Marsha or try to hurt me. I will kill you. Yeah. And then she like slices Greg's cheek with the knife to like show that she means business. Yeah. And that's when the three of them start fucking like running off, you know, to go look through the cabins or whatever. And pretty quickly, they seem to find Marsha. Well, they go through the first two cabins. um, And... They don't find Marsha in the first two, but they do find everybody else's dead body strewn about these cabins. Yeah. Um, and they got about 40 seconds left when they head into um, the third cabin and find Marsha. And I will say this. I was even rewatching this. This is probably like the fifth or sixth time. Um, it's been a while since I watched it. I completely forgot about the unexpected thing that happens when they do find Marsha. Oh my God, dude. I was so like, it caught me off guard, but I loved it so fucking hard. So, so like they run in, they see Marsha, they go to Marsha and then just whoop up. These two fucking axes come swinging down from the fucking ceiling and in perfect placement, they, they, impale anita and greg like on the side which are on the who they were tied up on the sides of tony and it's just like so fucking perfect and they're just like the three of them are kind of pinned to the you know pinned back up against the wall because of it and that was a cool shot especially because you see the axes in their chest for a while while their bodies are just there and tony's like in the middle and you're just like dude that was fucking crazy i was like she booby trapped that shit (laughs) yeah because when they when they come in you know marcia is bound and gagged so she can't you know she's sitting there trying to tell them like you know don't you know don't come in here you know but not able to it was great it was fucking fantastic yeah there's these axes fucking it was so unexpected it was awesome but what's even more unexpected is uh you know tony uh frees himself from the two dead people that are uh tied to him frees himself he frees uh 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 uh, uh marcia and like i said this is super unexpected angela comes in and tell basically essentially tells them you know um I killed everyone else because they were pieces of shit. Um, but I'm letting you guys go. Uh, you made it with seven seconds left. There's a there's a store uh, up the road from here with the phone. P- deuces, essentially. Yeah, like, she, she like tells Tony like I kind of had a little crush on you. Crush on you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. But then she like literally leaves the scene by just going like bye, and she like fucking heads out. Like, 
Yeah, at least she has some sort of like moral code, you know. Oh my god, it's crazy. If only she would have known that they fucked, then you know. Oh, they would have. They would have been dead too then. <laughs> but yeah. But so... then we get another like, you know, sort of shocking thing that happens because you would think like, okay, like she, she let us live, like she's leaving, like we survive this. But what happens? No. Well, Marsha has to fucking take charge, man. She just comes barreling out of the fucking yeah. cabin, axe in hand, and takes a big old swing and, you know, originally misses, but then, like, Angela and her get, you know, drag each other to the fucking ground, and Marsha swings the axe at one point and just, boom, right into fucking uh, Angela's fucking torso or stomach or whatever. But you just see the axe kind of, like, go in and it was a good it was a good shot um and then on top of that she like stabs her multiple times yeah and yeah to the point where tony has to like run over and fucking like get her to stop yeah you know yeah dude she was like i'm gonna put this bitch down yeah, dude. she came flying out of that cabin like a fucking bat out of hell dude you know? it was so insane like it was just like it was another very unexpected like you know yeah because i'm with you like i was like I, I figured they would have just been like oh oh my god we made it uh, uh, <laughs> you know? right right but yeah so you know you have the shot of angela like bleeding out on the fucking ground and like it looks like you know she basically like either, yeah yeah but she passes out and like you know she's you're like, like okay. dead or she passes out yeah yeah, you still yeah you don't really fully know at the at that point but yeah, then it kind of cuts to this like uh shot of tony and, Mar and marcia uh in the back of a police cruiser yeah they're on the uh, scene paramedics are there but the dialogue in the scenes oh my god like you know tony's basically like yeah like Maybe I'll, like a, you know, marry you and like, we'll, you know, move, move to, you know, I'll come to Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. And motherfucking Marsha. Yeah. He just is like, well, I can't do that. I've got a boyfriend at home. Which is like, I did not see that coming. And like Tony's face is like 100% legit. He just sort of like hears it and then just kind of like dead turns and just like dead stare, just like faces forward. Like, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Like, you can come visit me. Yeah, yeah you can come visit. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I have, was, yeah, I have a boyfriend. Oh my god! Of all the things, that was perhaps one of the most shocking things in this movie. Uh, yeah, because I was just like, dude, I did not see her playing Tony like that. No, because he's yeah. At this point, he's like fucking like puppy love, you know. Yeah, dude. It was pretty but, funny actually. But how does this movie actually end? Oh man, so. Now we're in the back of the an ambulance that is driving away. You know, there's obviously someone driving the ambulance, but there's two people in the back with uh, Angela, who's on a gurney. Uh, there's a paramedic and a cop. Um, and the cop, uh, very interestingly so, and rightfully so, talks about how um, she doesn't deserve to live and that they could kill her and nobody would have to know. He calls yeah. her a maniac and how they can put an end to this once and for all. And the paramedic reluctantly agrees. 
um, the cop turns his back to, you know, look up and talk to the driver, maybe see see where they're at. And we get this like the the camera pans up to a syringe, and you're like, okay, like, mm. this is going to come into play. Um, and sure as shit, it does. Angela pops up, stabs the paramedic paramedic in the chest with the syringe and then even better to up the ante we get a little bit of one of my favorite things and i know it's one of your favorite things too um it's not as brutal or gruesome by any means as italian cinema but we get some eye trauma she stabs the fucking cop in the eye with a syringe um and then the movie ends with it's not as corny as the other lines, but the driver says, Hey, what's going on back there? And Angela goes, just taking care of business. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I love, lo- you know, it was great, dude. Like it was, it was, I mean, because like at, at this point, it's like, it's just wild that Angela keeps getting away with these things. And so it's yeah. awesome to end it on this note of like, I guess she maybe escapes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. like, uh yeah and yeah the syringe to the eye like that's a fucking nightmare man like i like a like a real nightmare of mine like i cannot imagine like that's one of those things like you see you can you will see that thing coming for at you for like a, like like the briefest moment enough time for your brain to register that there's a syringe right there and then you're fucking impaled <laughs> oh yeah oh it was, god it was great it was great but, you know, I said it at the top, uh, and I'll say it again. This movie overall was a lot of fun, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, horny at times, uh, definitely uh, on the production scale, a little crummy, but still not like ter- like the worst production we've we've talked about on oh, this absolutely. on this pod. Um, but it's it's definitely like a, a fucking good time horror movie. Like this this. Yeah. It, this one, this one, I was like, I'm immediately gonna put this on a on a rewatch list when I'm feeling like something kind of funny, but kind of kind of campy. Yeah, it's it's good for rewatch. It's also a really good like diversion movie, you know, put on the background while you're doing homework, or put on the background while you're, you know, rel- doing you know doing other things. It's it's yeah. Know. Those are some of my like I love finding movies like that because that's that's absolutely what I do like some people listen to music some people just fucking like weirdos just work in silence some but for me it's like I love finding like a a movie or a show to just like you know something I can just like tune into for a brief moment catch something that makes me go oh my god or like oh that was hilarious and then just fucking like tune back out to my work (laughs) absolutely but uh so you know we got to find we got to find a, a placement on the rating scale for this what what would you say you'd give this movie overall um you know i would say i'd probably give it like a solid 7 i'd, I'd give it like a solid uh 7 um Please don't tell anybody about this. It might ruin my elections out of 10. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fucking Bobby. Uh, what about you? Um, you know, I, I would give it... Uh, I'd give it a probably a uh, 6 out of 10 trust exercises. But that's mainly because... I'd give it a higher score, but I really did want to see a little more 
of like some special effects or or gore, gore. in the movie yeah. um but other than that like i really did think it was like a fun movie some of the kills were really really kind of uh creative like the flagpole one was probably my favorite um just because of like how, how just random it was but also that that shot of the body going like headed towards the ground you were you're just like that motherfucker's gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah uh absolutely but yeah and i mean honestly the performance by springsteen was fucking fantastic like i think she definitely at this point like ate up the role you know oh uh, yeah and so yeah i mean uh, like a good a fucking solid pick yeah which is better than the original pick I had for this week, which was, I cannot remember the name of it, but I tried to watch it and it was just like so fucking bad. Like, yeah. like, like production quality was in audio was so bad folks. It was, that, yeah, it was a, it was a shot on video. Um, oh, I don't know why it. I can't think of the title either, but it was, I know the, the premise was about like, I think uh, it was called VHS violence or video violence. That's video what it was. violence. Yeah. It was about some like a, this, this couple that owns a video store um and they're shocked by all the these people that want to rent uh uh super violence so they start making snuff videos of their own like the premise yeah. sounded solid but yeah the, the 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 uh production um quality was not yeah up to snuff no pun intended so i'm glad that you were able to realize pretty quickly that hey you know this probably um, what it just been, yeah i feel like we could have tore it up for sure but it would have just been like so dreadful f to get through as a viewer <laughs> that's fair <laughs> oh god uh well hell yeah i guess uh we'll leave this there so it, it because i'm a little bit behind schedule it'll be a two uh basically a two podcast drop so i'll drop i'll drop 82 and 83 pretty you know pretty much the same uh the same schedule boom bap and then um we'll be right along to 84 this next episode and Ooh, yeah. yeah uh i th i i have a movie i'll or i'm going to suggest for it after the after we get get off recording but before that as always, make sure to keep uh, listening, keep following along on whatever you're listening at. Whack Arnold's brothers, we're we're churning them out. Perkins, Perkins, we're coming for yeah. that. We're coming for that sweet, sweet Perkins money, or yeah, at least you know, you know, give us give us a fatty discount on some sampler platters. Just, yeah, give us that half price, you know, triple mozzi. Um, oh. Yeah, go get some Perkins. Maybe go see, uh, you know, Evil Dead Rise. Um, Bo is afraid you know we got you know there's some horror that's out there's some horror that's coming out so i feel like we're as horror fans we're we've been spoiled the last year or two or mm -hmm. essentially the the whole existence of our lives but especially the last couple of years yeah perkins, I, perkins. I, i'm hurtins for that perkins <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I went down to Perkins, got the salad with the gherkin. Yeah. Yeah. That Perkins. <laughs> that fucking. That Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll fucking leave it there. Get it on. <laughs>